Janicia Alura is a former Miss Singapore and Southeast Asia Woman of Excellence 2010. She is the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia that connects more than 200,000 women across the region with presence in seven countries, including Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. She is the recipient of International Progressive Women Award 2019 by Aesthetics International, the Council for Progressive Women, and the Iconic Influencer 2019 Award. With a vision to empower one million women, Janisha is passionate about helping women to take their businesses from offline to attracting clients online, get recognition, and build a brand as a leader and business owner and make a positive impact in the world. She wants every woman to be able to own what she calls the F words, being fabulous, having freedom, and financial independence. In the interview, she also talked about family, which I know in my world is very, very important. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with Janisha Alura. Welcome to the PR Maven podcast, a podcast all about growing your network and building your brand through traditional and digital networking techniques. I'm Nancy Marshall, the PR Maven and CEO of Marshall Communications. I've been strengthening brands through PR for over 35 years, and now I'm celebrating the success of executives, influencers, business owners, and entrepreneurs from all around the world, all of whom have cultivated their brands and broadened their networks through traditional and digital networking methods. Each week, I interview one of these interesting and influential individuals and provide an opportunity for you, the PR Maven Nation, to gain insights from their strategies and stories. So stay tuned for this week's episode, and thanks for listening. So Janisha, what inspired you to build one of the leading women's support groups in Southeast Asia? For me, when I wanted to first go from offline to online, it was in 2013. And I was looking for many, many different ways to really find my way around. I was buying online courses, trying to piecemeal information together, but I was really frustrated to be able to find a way that is suitable for Asia's context in order to be successful online. Eventually, I found a mentor and his name is James. James. James Wee, and he was the one who took me under his wings and guide me how to go from offline to online. And in 2013, I made $100,000 in three months. And then within a single year, I made my first million dollars. So along the way, there are two key reasons why I decided and was so inspired to build this network in Southeast Asia. First and foremost, my success, I want to help women to shortcut their success because success is not about glorious wins. It's about taking a step back and letting other people shine as well. 
when a woman changes her life, her entire community will benefit. So that was why I decided to put in mentorship, resources, um, membership area for people to learn and really help them to overcome and face the challenges of owning and having the F word, which is being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and a happy family. The second key reason why that spurred me forward was because of my mom. My mother is a leader in the community. She, up till today, she is my source of peel of strength. And she still give and coach other women, help them to be more healthy, teach them to be a better person. And that really inspires me because if my mom up to today is still a leader and she's a leader in the community, I can be the leader in the online world. So that's how I put two and two together and decided to make this platform called The Soul Rich Woman. But I, like I said, I started from zero, really zero, because when I first started really going out there and started sharing, I had zero success because I turned on my webcam, I had my webinar software on and, and I'm like sharing an hour every single Wednesday it was called Webinar Wednesday. And at that point, there was nobody watching my webinar. So I mastered another F word, in fact, two more F words, which was funnels and Facebook ads. And that was how I started to bring in the traffic and people started watching my webinar, the women started to join. And that was how I grew from zero from the first 10 to the next 100 and then the first 1,000. Overall, I would say it's really been a purposeful journey. And in the underlying, when I was running my cafe retail chain, um, I realized that having experiences both offline because I was running a cafe retail chain in three countries and I was in charge of the Indonesia market. So having done that offline retail chain um, experience and business and then having success online, I realized my sole calling is still in the online space. And that was why when my partners and everyone decided that we should exit and we exited to a public listed company after four years, I knew it was such a perfect timing for me to move forward with this platform. So all in all, I will say God is great and really always have a vision. See it even before it happened. Conceive it in your mind and keep believing and keep walking and make it happen. Well, that's certainly very inspiring. And I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you've tried to morph your business basically from offline to online because the whole premise of my PR Maven podcast is that actually we need to build our network both online and offline. So we need to be connected with others in the real world, you know, offline, but we also need to grow our network online, which you certainly have done through your funnel and Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. And what is different exactly, Janisha, between a support group for women only versus a support group for both men and women? We conquer half the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world would not exist without us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that the key thing here is that, you know, when we have women, I mean, for me, I chose this market segment is because of my upbringing because 
I really have a passion for helping women to shortcut their success and having to work and support myself through school since I was 14 years old and gone through ups and downs in my life. And even though I graduated as an occupational therapist, my dreams were far much different from what I studied. And later on, winning Miss Singapore and then becoming an image, image consultant, running a consultancy business, trading time for money... I saw that there was a gap how we were all brought up. Money was something that was not much spoken about. You know, how we were taught that we need to be in a job, we need to do the things we're supposed to do and not really getting out there and living our dreams. So I think that this part is something that truly is very close to my heart. And as I've mentioned, my mom is a very strong influence in my life and for me, if I could have something to support other women to do the same, a place where they, they know that there are cheerleaders and there is no judgment and a space, safe space for them to shine because each and every one of us has a diamond that is within us and we all deserve to shine. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you said that. Each one of us has a diamond within us and we all deserve to shine. That's so beautiful. And I believe in that too because I uh, I have studied personal branding for many years and I think that the key to happiness and success is finding your superpower and what is the unique thing that makes you so so wonderful and what energizes you. For example, I feel like this podcast has really energized my life. I've been doing it now for a little over two years. And I just love having conversations like this one that are so inspiring. And I feel like now you and I are going to have this relationship all across the world, too. We discovered we're 12 hours apart. So it's it's just the great thing about online networking, basically, is that you and I can have this conversation even though we're so far apart. I love that. So, Janisha, how... Do you successfully manage a fully digital business working with remote employees from different parts of the world? It first began when I knew that I would be the bottleneck because of my mentor, James, James Wee. He asked me this question. Do you want to be on your business or in your business? Do you want to be busy with busyness or busy with your business? And that got me thinking. I'm like, okay, what should I do then? Then he said, learn how to delegate. And in my mind, my mind was gripped with fear because, oh my God, I'm going to delegate, but I do it better than somebody else. Oh my God, how am I supposed to do this? So I learned how to outsource and learn how to delegate. So it came, number one, with a shift of the mindset, learning to let go. Number two, overcoming the systems and processes because our teams are not mind readers. So we, we are not, they are not mind readers of us. So we need to come up with systems and process to help them to grow. And number three, really trusting them that, empowering them to do the top the work and task on hand. So how did I grow the, the team? So it started from there where I took up $50 and outsourced five hours of my time, delegate 80% of my to-do list was something that was my goal, you know, like at the top of my goal, like to-do list is like top achiever, like five stars, you know. So to me, in that way, in that sense, I wanted to 
delegate 80% of my to-do list. And that was my goal. So I did that. So from one virtual assistant, I hired from Philippines and it grew from two to three to four to five to six. And then now to the team of 21. So over the years, I find that working with a remote team, you definitely need to have a very strong culture knowing that they are motivated to work with you and be able to have that trust. And key thing here also will be hiring, the hiring process. How are you hiring and engaging them at the level where they are able to grow with you? Many of them have worked for me for four or five years, the longest working is about six years, and they are still here even up to today. So one word of advice, if for, if for those of you who are still thinking you can't outsource, you can't delegate, I would say really look at just five hours. What is the one task that you totally hate the most? Outsource that one first. If you tell me no money, Janisha, then I would like you to look at, do you go for massages? Do you go for movies? Do you go for fancy dinners? Or even if you take out, do you eat a lot? Do you spend, spend much? So there must be $50 lying somewhere. So start with the $50 and grow that ability to delegate. And I believe with that, even a solopreneur can have at least one or two VAs to help you to alleviate the things that you're supposed to do so that you can focus on your zone of genius and really function at your highest purpose. That's a great expression, your zone of genius. And that's the thing that really you do the best and that energizes you. And that's kind of what I call your unique superpower. So what is your zone of genius? My zone of genius is to look at sales and marketing. (laughs) (laughs) That's overall on the business aspect. But really deep down inside, my strength has always be able to spot gifts of other women within them and be able to tell their stories for them. Well, I think that's great because you help empower other women. And I'm sure, obviously, you inspire them, you mentor them, you teach them. And actually, because you have 21 people working with you, you have helped 21 people become gainfully employed. So uh, they're depending on you to make a living, which I think is is great. I, I think so too, you know, Nancy, because the, the key thing is when pandemic happened, the challenge is many businesses are closing. And because I promise all of them, I'll keep everyone no matter what happens. So everyone really worked hard together with me to make it happen in the business. So I really have a sense of gratitude that when you truly believe as a leader, you really have to lead with your heart and your mind, not just with your with, you know, just profits every single time, you really have to show that you care for them and yet balance out the profits part of it. Yeah, and that that might be one of the differences between women leaders and men leaders too, is I think we have a maternal instinct towards our employees. Yeah, to a certain extent. (laughs) (laughs) What was your personal journey as an entrepreneur? Well, as I've mentioned, I was working since I was 14 years old to support myself through school. And my first taste of entrepreneurship was when I had exams and I couldn't work that many days anymore. And I knew I had to leverage my one hour of my time, whether I could multiply my income within that single hour. 
So earlier in my days, I was teaching yoga, aerobics, line dancing, as well as doing lots of waitressing work, working odd jobs, two to three jobs to pay for my tuition fees. So I said, okay, why not I bring in more instructors under my care or under my wing and supply them for events and corporate organizations. And because of that, I was effectively able to reduce the time work versus school time to three days a week instead of six days a week. And that really helped me a lot. And to me, that was my first taste of entrepreneurship to, to kind of have a sweetness in my mind, in my memory that when I do my business, I wanted to do Something like that. So even though I graduated as an occupational therapist, you know, working with children with learning difficulties, and I love kids, okay? However, you know, being in a medical field and, you know, working very long hours, that was not the life I wanted, even though I had passion in this area. And that's why I moved out of being in the medical field into um, the image consultancy side where where I leveraged on my Miss Singapore title and I was coaching CEOs of companies, politicians of Singapore and leaders as well to be a leader on stage, build up their personal branding, how to handle media, how do you work up your stage presence on the stage. So that was what I was doing. However, as we all know, sometimes we forget what we are supposed to do. I was trading time for money. I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. Even though per project was really good money. And it, I remembered at that point of my teenage years when I was supporting myself through school, hey, how did I leverage my time? And that was how I got awoken once again in my soul that I must go online to leverage the power of my time. To own and love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence and family. and through enough. Today, I have, I'm really contented with my life. I truly love the life that I'm living. And having the experience of running a cafe retail chain in three countries, well, I had no business experience in that sense. And I had to learn on the job. And that was really not an easy journey, but I absolutely love my life. That's remarkable because I think there are very few people in this world who can make that statement and say that they absolutely love their lives. So it's a beautiful thing. And again, I think that is because you have a strong personal brand and you have identified what's important to you and you're doing the work that you love and that you're very good at. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So Janisha, why do you believe in the advancement of women causes? Because when women rise up, the, the power and ability to create the ripple effect will shift. Imagine the women in Asia, culturally, we were told to only work, to stay at home, to you know study, and then after that, find a boyfriend, get a husband, have kids, and then repeat the process. So literally, that was what my parents told me because we didn't have family who were entrepreneurs. So for me, coming from that space made me wanted to do more to help women to see their potential. I think that potential word is such not really open up. It's it's more of like, okay, if you get a degree, you have the potential to be a banker, a lawyer, accountant, right? Also, that was everybody's dream. But what about those who can't be an accountant, a lawyer, whatever that may be? So when I look at 
my own life, I said, if I can live my dream and be happy, really contented with my life and and really passionate about what I do and I love my life so much, why can't this passion be given to someone else, be unleashed in someone else? So many of the women are from So Rich Women, when they first join us, they are stay-at-home moms, they are female entrepreneurs, but struggling because they are committed to their family, they need to raise children. And a lot of them has lost the passion because they have put their dreams under the bed, into the dust and into the darkness. So when they arrive onto the platform, they come to the platform, they look at it, they say, oh my God, there is a place for me to reignite that passion within me once again. So with that mission, I feel that this is the way to advance the women in the way I know how one life at a time. Well, I think that you're you're definitely inspiring so many people and as you said reigniting their passion for life and I'm sure they're so grateful that as their as their leader you are helping them to find their purpose and 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 create a vision for a fulfilling life. So, I'm really enjoying this conversation, Janisha. We're going to take a short break. Um, And I want to tell my audience about my new book, which is called Grow Your Audience, Grow Your Brand. And it's available now on Amazon.com as a paperback or Kindle edition. And soon it will be coming out as an Audible edition because I did record it here where I am at the Portland Pod in Portland, Maine. And this book includes actionable advice on how to grow your network and your brand by taking care of your audience, which I think you are doing that, Janisha. I'm so glad we have you on today because you have created this network around soul-rich women, and you've, you've allowed people to discover their passion while also staying true to their values, especially, like you said, to be fabulous, to have freedom to have financial independence, and to value your family. I, I know that those are values that I I share as well. And, uh, and I have two amazing sons in my life. My two sons are so important to me, and I'm so grateful for them. So we're going to go to a short break and be back in just a moment with more from Janicia Allura. Do you want to grow your client or customer base? Perhaps increase brand awareness? Maybe tell your unique story more effectively? Of course you do. But you may be worried that you don't have enough expertise to make that happen. Well, no worries, PR Maven Nation. Let the PR Maven herself, Nancy Marshall, show you how easy it is to get your message across effectively using a powerful yet simple tool, a message map. Nancy's training is often called informative and constructive, well-designed and impactful, with a perfect blend of theory and real-life experience. You will leverage Nancy's expertise to create your own message map when you register for this comprehensive online video training course, which is broken down into four easy-to-understand modules. Normally, this course is priced at $147, but for listeners of the PR Maven podcast, that's you, PR Maven Nation, It's only $29 when you enter the code word PODCAST during enrollment. It even includes a workbook and bonus content to guide you through the process. So go to PRMaven.com and click on the Message Map Mastery course to enroll today. 
Remember, enter the word podcast during enrollment for a special discounted price of $29. Welcome back. And today we're talking with Janicia Alura, CEO of Soul Rich Woman. And I want to dive right back in with some more questions. Janicia, how do female leaders differ from male leaders? Well, I think the the main thing here, we have a lot more empathy than because of our nature, our mother instincts, our nurturing instincts. I think that in itself is a great benefit. Uh, however, like I said, it's always about balancing what we believe in and what we have for the team and for the business and versus what the business really needs. Well, I agree because actually I just did something called a strengths finder test uh, to discover what are my unique strengths and, and empathy was one of them. And when I read more about that characteristic, I learned that one of the things I am able to do is when I'm talking with a person, I can kind of put myself in their place and and I think I'm able to understand what their struggles are and and feel in my in my soul and in my heart what it's like to be in their shoes you know the the things that they're struggling with and um i think that that is a good quality is um and and the people that you're dealing with know that you feel that way they can tell um you know i always talk about how important it is to really listen to people when they're talking to you because that helps you to understand where they're coming from. And that helps you re- ha- build relationships, both online and in person. It's a little harder, I think, when you have a relationship where you're texting with someone all the time, because it's hard to hear someone's tone of voice uh, through texts. But I guess that's one of the great things. You know, we've all been using Zoom during COVID-19. And um at least using Zoom, you can see someone and uh, and feel more empathy because you can hear their tone of voice, um, which I think is very important to to building a relationship. Definitely. And for me, I use podcast as a way to reach out to my team. So it's an internal podcast. It's not an external one. So I use that as a weekly motivation to an entire team. And then um, we do have conversations, even though we type over Skype, but it really, really matters when they hear your voice, even though we don't really see them, or maybe sometimes over Zoom, as you said, but when they can hear you and they know that you are with them and you don't treat them like a number on the team, you treat them as a person, people can feel it, especially when you t- treat them well with your heart. Yes, I think we're totally on the same page about that. And that leads me to the next question, which is, is there a difference between the way that men and women face entrepreneurship? Definitely some differences I see because my partner, my partner in Soul Rich Woman is my mentor, right? So James, he is my partner in the business. He invested into Soul Rich Woman. So the way he runs the business is quite different from the way I run my side of the business. So when he runs his, the side of the business, he looks into business development. He looks into strategy, projection of the numbers. 
For me, even though I look at numbers, but I don't really enjoy looking at the numbers. I love hanging out with my people. I love to build teams. I love to be creative. So for, for my business, I would say the key difference between men and women will be one, we are helping, we are leading with humans. That means we are dealing with the human side. Whereas for the men, usually he's dealing with the number side. <laughs> right. I I'm like you too. I I don't I don't love looking at the numbers, especially when I get big bills. I don't like to look at those. <laughs> I do like it when I get big contracts though. <laughs> and I like to look at those numbers, but yeah, I think um, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur, it is important to either have have well to be a numbers person yourself or like you to have somebody who is tracking the numbers for you because obviously having a, a measure of success whether it's actually the amount of revenue that's coming in or even the number of people that are listening to your podcast or that are engaging with you with you on social media all those are are metrics of success and um, in in my business we help clients create what we call the Marshall Plan, which is a strategic marketing communications plan, and it includes a measurement measurement dashboard. So we help people to develop different ways to measure whether they're being successful or not. And again, that is not my most favorite aspect of, of running a business, but I know it's very necessary also. <laughs> But now I want to talk about a topic that I think uh, both you and I really enjoy, which is the importance of having excellent personal branding and why is that personal branding important in today's digitally connected world? I would use A, B, C, this framework. A, accelerate. Having a strong, excellent brand really accelerate you to your success. You definitely be able to build your know, like, trust score in the online space because online right now is really very, very noisy. Anyone can be online with just a Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. But then amongst all the millions and millions of accounts, how then do you stand out and rise above the storm. So that is the first thing. So you need to know how to accelerate with your personal brand. I think B is to be bankable. A lot of people build their personal brand, but they're not monetizing. They're just, okay, I have, I have a lot of likes. I have a lot of shares, but they don't have a back end. They don't know how to market or they hate to sell. So I think one of the things I would like to say is selling is healthy. It means that you are allowing people to learn and invest in themselves. So take a different perspective from this manner. Build a strong personal brand and have a back-end. So that's B as well, back-end product, so that you'll be able to monetize and eventually build your multiple sources of income and build your business in a sustainable, eco-friendly way, okay? C will be continuity. Continuity means personal branding allows you to continue to build a relationship with your people. It's never a one-off thing. It took me more than 10 years, 15 years, 20 years to build a very strong personal brand and to be online transiting from the offline traditional media when I was on TV, radio, magazines, and then moving online to be on the different social media platforms, we often need to continuously find ways to innovate. So having that continuity factor 
or what I call the X factor is very important because there are things that is constantly changing. Social media platforms are consistently changing. Nothing is as per what it was a few years ago. So continuously innovate, stay on top of your game and keep going. Make it happen. I agree. Uh, Persistence is one of the key factors in establishing a successful business or a successful career. You just have to keep going. And uh, there are days, believe me, because I've had my business almost 30 years now. And there are days when I'm like, oh, I just don't think I can do this anymore. It's like too hard. But uh, you just have to wake up every day and find your source of energy. We were talking before about how you enjoy walking from like 30 to 45 minutes by the ocean in the morning. And I'm sure that helps you to generate energy and enthusiasm for your day. And I know that I, I do the same. I either walk or like today I met with my personal trainer and I had some really great exercise by the ocean and that really energizes me for the day. So you need to definitely uh, refill your cup and uh, every day come come to your job or your career with new passion and energy. So um, I think that you have discovered how to do that and I'm sure that's one of the things that you share with people in your network, in your soul rich woman network. Yeah, definitely. And consistency is key. It's definitely the foundation right now in this space to build your online uh, personal brand. I agree. I agree. You can't be a one hit wonder where you post something on social media one day and then you just kind of walk away <laughs> for a month and then come back. But I think it's important to be consistent, both in uh, like on social media in posting and and engaging with others as well. Uh, that's that's part of having a, a good relationship. Definitely. What are the opportunities for entrepreneurship in the digital economy, Janisha? I think I think you've talked about that, but um, you have discovered opportunities in creating your network. But what other opportunities are there? I think the knowledge based economy is definitely growing, especially now when everyone is online and you don't really need extra qualifications or certifications to share your passion and share your knowledge with the world. You could be really good with cooking. You can come up with something to share a strategy or if you are really good in helping yourself lose weight or your family lose weight or keep healthy in a very nice recipe and diet and you can actually sell and promote some of the knowledge that you have with the world. So what I see the trend in this moment are a few things. I think first thing, podcasting is on the rise for entrepreneurship. That means people who are entrepreneurs doing their business, podcasting is a way for them to reach out to beyond the blue dot, the pink color, which is Instagram and the other blue, which is the LinkedIn. All these outside of the social media platforms that we're having right now and be able to tap into a new wave of lead generation in the online space. Number two will be the knowledge space where a lot of online programs are coming up and people are sharing more of the passions. I think that's a great way to start. Start small, start with something that you can um, promote online and get people to buy into you. And of course, building a personal brand to establish a no-like-trust score is extremely important as well. Uh, last but not least in this digital economy is really being 
finding your own voice, no longer modeling after someone, even though we talk about modeling after success, which that fits. However, finding your voice is even more, uh, it's like kind of stronger than before. This is the key that will unlock that, that beautiful rainbow that's waiting for you over the other side. Because like I said, online, digital is really noisy. How then can you stand out? It's always about how can you have the key to unlock the diamond that is within you so that you shine the brightest in your own way. Well, there's so much that you just said that I want to just reiterate. Um, You're talking about the know, like, and trust score. And of course, at the bottom of that, in order for people to want to do business with you, first they have to know you, they have to know what you have to offer and why they should do business with you. Then they have to like you because people have a lot of options about who they spend their money with or who they spend their time with. So they're going to choose the people who they like. And of course, if they're going to be spending money, they have to trust that you're going to deliver on the promise that you've put out there that that you know, they trust that if they spend their money with you or even spend their time with you, that there's going to be some value exchanged. So I'm so glad you brought up the no like trust score, but also finding your own voice. And yeah, I mean, a lot of us love listening to podcasts by people like Joe Rogan or Gary Vaynerchuk or John Lee Dumas. There's so many podcasters that have been wildly successful. And of course, it helps to listen to them to see what they've done. But as you said, I have been working now for over 100 episodes of the PR Maven podcast to establish my own voice. And and like you said, that's how you unlock the beautiful rainbow, rainbow or discover the shiny diamond within you. So Thank you for that. That was a wonderful answer about the opportunities for entrepreneurship in the digital economy. Janisha, what is a book or an app or a website that has positively impacted you and why? You Can Heal Your Life by Louise He. I believe that that was one of the awakening that I had at a very young age because self-love is the key that stems from I will say everything in our life. So whether it's entrepreneurship or not entrepreneurship or running a family, being fabulous, everything comes from self-love. So that book really opened up my eyes to loving myself and giving that love now to the entire network. Well, Louise Hay, of course, was one of the founders of Hay House Radio, which is an inspirational radio network. Um, I have not read that book, but I definitely will get a copy of it. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I, I have listened to recordings that she's done. I don't think she was a podcaster because I think she was uh, before podcasting. But I do know that she and Wayne Dyer used to do conversations together that they would re- record. So um, I agree Self-love is so important and you have to have, uh, you know, you have to value your own life and your own contributions to life. And, you know, you talked about your mother, how how inspiring she has been. And my mother has also been inspiring to me. But one thing that kind of makes me sad sometimes is 
I don't, I think my mother always put herself second to everybody else, including my father and me and my brothers. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes she doesn't have the self-esteem to realize that she is as important as anyone else. And I think that some of that is part of her generation. Um, so I I think she would benefit from this book, You Can Heal Your Life. I'll recommend that to her. In, in fact, you can get the audiobook. I think that would be better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you can I, listen to it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, for both my mommy and for me, I can listen to it while I'm walking in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be easy. So, Janisha, how can people follow up and get in touch with you? Well, you can, if you love today's episode, I would love to connect with you on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Genesha Allura, G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. And I'll have two free gifts for you, Secrets of Personal Branding, which is one of the first books I wrote. And it teaches you about personal branding and two, how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list so you can function in your zone of genius and make money online. And all these are available at soulrichwoman.com. S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. Well, that's that's great. And I look forward to connecting with you online. And I'm so glad we had this opportunity to talk to each other today. You shared so many pieces of wisdom, especially for women leaders and women business people like you and me. So I want to thank you for this time. And I hope that we can stay in touch. Thank you for having me on your show, Nancy. You're so welcome, Janisha. And I hope everyone in PR Maven Nation has a great day. That's it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you feel that you've gotten value out of today's conversation, consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or whatever app you're using to tune in. If you haven't subscribed yet, you should do so. I release a new episode each week and subscribing will make sure you get an alert when there's a new episode. You can also join the PR Maven Nation by going to prmaven.com nation and clicking join. It's free and it's a great community of like-minded individuals who are all looking to learn and grow from one another. If you have an Alexa-enabled device, be sure to add the PR Maven Marketing Minute to your daily flash briefing menu. Thanks again for listening and have a great rest of your week, PR Maven Nation.